Hello and welcome to the Daniel Sendrak Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to 2019. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've made a podcast. Uh, it's that Christmas, New Year period, a lot of time with friends and family. I had a couple of weddings during that time as well. Uh, so it's been a very busy period, so uh, I haven't really dedicated the time I should have to to write a podcast. So, um, but I'm back at it today. I'm I'm, I'm back at work this week um, and uh, getting started in the new year. And it's this time of year where everyone starts to think about New Year's resolutions and goals for the year. And so I figured, uh, why not do an episode on that and talk to you a little bit about uh, how I did my goal setting. What's the process I'm sort of going through and uh, what some of those goals might be. So I'm the kind of person who likes to set goals regularly throughout the year. I don't necessarily say, you know, this is my one goal for the year and there we go. Um, But I do like to take stock around this time of year and I do like to apply a bit of a theme for the year. So uh, last year's theme was more centered around um, stability and adventure and stability in in my relationship with my now wife. So we we got married, um, setting up, you know, our lifestyle and the way we want to live and uh, adventure, having a bit of fun. So visiting uh, relatives in Europe, um, going on a few trips, uh, things of that nature, really enjoying our first year together as a married couple. And this year, the theme I'm going for is Thrive. So, I think quite often in the in the past, I'm sure it's the same for many of you, um, I've, I've been in this pattern of surviving rather than thriving. So, it's doing enough to get by. It's doing enough to stay often too much inside my comfort zone. And not pushing myself in terms of my physical health, my mental health, emotional health, relationships, career, etc. Um, and not doing the the basics that we all know we should do to look after ourselves. So getting the right amount of sleep, exercising regularly, eating clean, healthy food, surrounding ourselves with good people. And really, you know, the human body is really resilient, right? Um, there are people that you know, can survive on rice and water for for for, for many days. Um, there are people who work in really remote, harsh conditions, and and the human body will survive, and the human mind will survive. But really, if I want to achieve the things that I want to achieve, and I want to live a full and rich life, I can't just survive. I need to actually thrive, and so. What does that mean for me? That means for me ensuring I exercise regularly. And so for the last uh, two and a half months leading up to the end of 2018, um, I was exercising six days a week and I'm feeling the benefits and I feel fantastic. Energy is so much better. My um, ability to, to sustain heavier physical workloads has increased. It's It's been really good. And obviously, my physical body is changing as well. 
Um, so that's one aspect. Then it's the nourishment. So how do I nourish my body and my mind? This is two fronts. So first, the body is making sure I have adequate rest. So uh, I get up at 4.30 a.m. every single morning and uh, go to bed at 8 o'clock every single night, seven days a week, uh, with some rare exceptions like a special event like a wedding. And, you know, the first couple of weeks is was hard adjusting to that, and I've now been on this for three months. Um, but as with all things, the body gets used to it. And the main benefit it's been is that uh, I found in the past, whenever I tried to do exercise, I usually scheduled it after work because I'd sort of wake up, eat my breakfast, head off to work. But then uh, by the end of the work day, I'd usually be tired, exhausted. All I want to do is just get home, you know, sit down on the couch for a moment to talk to the missus and then bang, the whole afternoon's finished because you just, I just don't feel like getting off that couch. Whereas switching now to a 4.30 a.m. start means in the morning I have this set routine. I, I get up, um, I have a quick meal, like a pre-workout meal. I then uh, meditate for 20 minutes, get changed, hit the gym. And so it's the same thing every day. And so by having that routine, I always get my meditation in and I always get my uh, gym workout in. Sometimes it's gym, sometimes it's yoga, depends on the day but I always get it in. And so, and I'm starting to see the results and I've been consistent, you know, not always perfect, but essentially around five to six days out of every seven, I will have done some form of exercise. And that's really good. It's really nice to be hitting that goal. And I've kept that up for, for three months now. In fact, I feel weird when I don't do it. So if I'm uh, away like I was for the weekend with some family, you know, I had to get up and move and walk Um because otherwise I just couldn't sit still. I had too much sort of pent-up energy. So the 4.30 a.m. starts has really helped with that. Um, so yeah, so, so getting adequate sleep is important uh, for the body. So making sure I get my eight, eight and a half hours. And then uh, the other major aspect for my body has been nourishment. So what do I actually put inside of my body? And look, we all know the stuff that's bad for us, things like sugar, things like heavily processed, refined carbs. We all know, you know, if for a healthy body, you want to just eat clean food, right? Natural food. But it's hard because, you know, it's tempting. Like all the, the bad stuff tastes really good. Fast food and desserts and sweets. And, you know, I've got a massive sweet tooth. I, I love it. But... um I'm really making an effort to change and have been for the last uh, three months and I'm feeling the difference. I feel my mood more stable, my energy higher, my motivation to get things done is better and perhaps it's part and parcel because of the training as well. I don't want to waste all that effort I put in the gym, otherwise what's the point? Um and it's helping me get a bit more motivated to do other bigger goals and harder things as well. So specifically on, on that front, I uh, have eliminated refined sugars and refined carbs. So I only eat unrefined carbs like you know, vegetables. 
and and when I say eliminate, I you know you've got to have a bit of a balance. You've got to be realistic about these things. Um, and so on special occasions, I'll allow myself to have a bit of a treat. And it's not punishment because I actually find now that when I eat the junk food, I don't feel as good. My energy drops. My motivation drops. I don't get as much stuff done. My mood becomes more sour and irritable. And so I've now been able to attach eating unhealthily to those negative consequences rather than the short-term pleasure that I get from the taste in my mouth. And so that's been a very pivotal change for me and it's allowed me to keep it up for about three months um, now of eating uh, probably the cleanest I have in my entire life. So I'm confident now that it's been going on for three months that it's probably going to be something that's going to stick uh, for life. Although obviously as with all things in life, we stumble and we fall sometimes and we get tempted and it's just important that we uh, you know, pick ourselves up and, and, and keep on going. So that's the way I'm nourishing my physical body. And then uh, emotionally and mentally, uh, one of the things I'm doing, as I mentioned earlier, is is meditation. Um, So I do that consistently every single morning. I'm now trying to do it twice a day. Um, Try to get at least uh, 20 minutes two times a day. Um, Probably a third of the time I get that right. You know, still improving. I read every morning. I'll I'll read a, a passage from a Stoic, like Marcus Aurelius, um, which teaches us teaches me wonderful things about how do I manage my mind, how do I um, deal with the pressures of life. So I'll give you an example. This one's f- I just turn to the current page I'm on for today, and uh, this one's from Seneca. It says, life without a design is erratic. As soon as one is in place, principles become necessary. I think you'll concede that nothing is more shameful than uncertain and wavering conduct and beating a cowardly retreat. This will happen in all our affairs unless we remove the faults that seize and detain our spirits, preventing them from pushing forward and making an all-out effort. So, uh, yeah, and then I'll sit and I'll reflect on that and I'll think about, okay, life without a design is erratic and it's true. And uh, it's well, it's quite a timely one, actually. Life without a design is erratic because we're talking about goal setting today. And uh, part of goal setting is, is designing your life. And so some of the things um, I've incorporated into my goal setting is well, making sure I have, as I said, the theme for the year, which we've, which we've already talked about, uh, and ensuring hopefully that I have goals covering some of my main bases, so physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Um, oh, sorry, actually, before I continue on that, I forgot to mention the final thing I'm doing for emotional um, thriving is uh, the quality of my relationships. So making more of a conscious effort to invite into my life and engage more with people who are good for me or just good people in general. And I mean, good for me in the sense of uh, good influences. So these are people from all sorts of walks of life um, who are you know, positive, optimistic, um, want to see the best in me, want to see the best in themselves and others around them. 
um, that are constantly working on improving their habits. You know, it doesn't matter what level they're at, even if they're just beginning, but just having that mindset and that behavior is so important. You know, do they, do they, do they have negative attitudes like, you know, gossiping and, and, and bitching and moaning and complaining about things um, incessantly, right? We can do it once or twice, but once it's done, get it out, it's finished, then move on. But do they get, are these people around me, are they stuck and wallowing in this aspect or are they saying, you know what, yeah, I've got this problem, I've got this challenge, but here's what I'm going to do to tackle it and move out. So that's been a really big one and I've kind of been doing that um, since the start, sort of, yeah, first third of, of last year actually. So it's been a process I've been going through for about eight months and that's had a significant improvement on my life, significant. Um, and it's meant a few very difficult conversations with uh, long-time relationships. Um, but it has given me so much more positive energy in my life um, that's enabled me to do and give back to others. Because when we're, or at least I found this, when, when, when I was so defensive and negative, I was just so depleted, I had no strength and energy to give back to other people. Um, and so I had to take care of myself first. So that's how I'm tackling the uh, emotional state. And now, in terms of other more broader goals, well, over the past few months, I've just sort of been jotting down ideas, things that I want to do. And and um, to be honest, just started writing a, a bit of a list of things I want to achieve and goals I want to do. And, and I noticed that as I put these goals down and as I start to tick them off throughout the year as I did in 2018, um, my goals started getting bigger and more audacious because I started to build uh, a bit of a, a foundation. So, for example, uh, one of the things I've always been deathly scared of is skydiving, um, bungee jumping, anything where I'm jumping from a height, just heights in general. And so, one of the goals I'm setting for myself this year is to push myself to the edge of my comfort zone and to go and do a skydiving session. It's a really big thing for me um, to come out and say that and do it. Um, And just an example of some of the goals of one of the goals that I'm looking at, which is how do I push my comfort zone? How do I ensure that I'm growing? And growth comes from looking at the edge of where my fears are and trying to push through them. Because uh, it's usually our fears that stop us going in the direction that we want. So, that's that's one example. The others are, um, you know, long-term projects. I've wanted to write a book since as long as I can remember, probably a decade. Um, I used to write little short stories and poetry in, in, in high school. And so I said, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to tackle it. I'm just, that's going to be one of my goals. Um, I already run one business. I'm hoping to start uh, another one now. Um, and I'm hoping to build a few businesses to, to get me to a point where I can replace my full-time job with just the income from the businesses. Um, 
I'm looking to to move home as well. You know, now that I have my wife and we've been together for a year, I think it'd be nice for us to pick something together where where we can live. So, you know, I've got a, a I've got a, a number of more goals, um, financial goals as well, in terms of how much I want to save and debts I want to repay and things of that nature. And I think for me, it's just been okay. What are some of the the things that I really know and I want deep down to go for and then just to make it a goal make it a priority and take the time to do it making sure I've covered some of the the key bases so I look at what am I doing in terms of career what am I doing in terms of finances what am I doing in terms of my relationship with my partner what am I doing in terms of my health what am I doing in terms of my hobbies and activities um, and then finally, what am I doing for my broader relationships as well? So looking across those six dimensions, making sure uh, that I'm covered. So yeah, and I think when you think about those six different dimensions and you set some goals in each, um, I think you'll have most of your bases covered. And that's sort of the, the model that I go through um, with my goal setting. And an example of some of the goals that I've gone through. So, I'd love to hear some of the goals that you have. Um, you know, please um, like or comment and send a message to me on. You can catch me on Facebook or Instagram under the name Daniel Sendrak. Love to hear what what some of your goals are and maybe some of the ways you approach your goal setting um, as well. So, I hope this episode was useful to you. Sorry for taking so long to to post up another one. Um, But I enjoyed reflecting on on my goal setting process and and, um, just reinforcing how important it is to have them and and, and be ready for, for 2019. So, I'm excited, looking forward to killing it, looking forward to revisiting this episode in a year's time, seeing how I did, seeing how my goals shifted because as we know from life, Life never goes linearly. It always throws things at us, little curveballs, and our goals change over time, and that's perfectly okay. Well, wishing you all a happy 2019 and a fantastic year. I hope this is also a year for you to thrive. And if it's not, maybe it's a year about self-reflection. It's a year about self-love. It's a year about grounding yourself. Maybe it's a year of just seeking help or taking a break, and that's okay too. We all need those from time to time. Take care and all the best. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Daniel Sendrak podcast. I hope you found the conversation on goals useful. As I mentioned before, love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to look me up on Facebook or Instagram on the handle Daniel Sendrak. Um, post your thoughts about the episode, ask any questions, um, and share some of uh, your goals. I'd love to hear your process and some of the goals you set for the year. Thanks. Take care.